Reading from the Bible, Genesis chapter 28, verses 10 to 17. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth, with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will be spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angel of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Speak to us now through your word, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Well, this is great, isn't it? This is really good. Um, uh, I've seen lots of people who are part of the history of this place coming back and kind of going it's amazing, it really looks good and thank you for being here particularly those who've come back from uh, various layers of the past of St Michael's Uh, nice to see Guy here who of course um, was around uh, when we were first dreaming about this but also there's so many of you among the ordinary everyday normal congregation not, not, not vicars at all but, but the people who've actually lived with this dream over the years and have actually got here. Uh, and it's great to see you. And thank you for your part in it, because this was done with prayer, with effort, uh, with a certain amount of mud, um, and various other things too. But so, so it's great that so, so many people are here to celebrate uh, this achievement. Um, and I said to Jody, why don't we do it on St. Michael All Angels itself? I know it's a Friday, but, you know, it's... This is worth coming out to even on a Friday night because it's, it's your patronal festival. So here we are. Um, and I just want to take you back to the Genesis reading, which is on page nine. 
Because, of course, here you can't get away from the angels. You know, they're kind of, they're around, aren't they? They're a bit apparent. Uh, if anyone thought that you could miss the dedication of this church uh, to St. Michael and all angels, you'd have to be not looking up or anywhere in order uh, to try and d- deny it. Uh, and the Jacob angel story is actually quite a good one to reflect on this. Um, Jacob leaves, leaves Beersheba, stops for the night, uh, has a kip, uh, and in his sleep, uh, he has a dream and he sees a stairway or a ladder. And we all know about Jacob's ladder. You've had a few ladders around in the mud outside for some uh, years and months. Um, uh, but this ladder is about connection with God. Uh, what Jacob dreams is that there is something about a place where you are where suddenly you realize the presence of God. And the people who put the tent up here all those years ago before the hall and the people who built the Wickham Hall uh, and the Wickham Hall plaque is still on the wall over there even though the Wickham Hall is not there um, And the people who designed and built a church on this site, and some of you have been around long enough to remember, uh, if not the tent, certainly the Wickham Hall, and certainly uh, what has then followed in the redevelopment here, all knew what they were doing, which was to create a place of God's presence, a place which is familiar. Buildings are funny things, aren't they? Um, You will know, some of you, of my loyalty to a certain football club in North London. Um, (laughs) And last year, uh, we had the last match at White Hart Lane, and we left the ground, and it was demolished the day after we left. Um, But watching people who've been supporters there forever, I realised it isn't just churches that hold people's loyalty. There were people touching the walls, uh, taking seats away with them, taking signs away with them. There was a sense in which they knew this building was something that had been part of their lives forever. uh, And they'd been doing their kind of secular worship of a football club all those years in that place. And it would never be the same again. Uh, And and that means that we understand that that's something human about a place uh, where you have connection with the thing that really excites you. Well, how much more for Christians? Uh, because we have connection not merely with a trivial football club. Uh, and, you know, by comparison, football clubs are trivial. You heard me say it here, all right? <laughs> uh, uh, but actually with the living God, uh, and that connection is made, and you realise there's something about the familiarity of a place that leads you into the presence of God. Uh, and that's what Jacob's Ladder reminds us of. He lay down, uh, and he realised there was communication between himself and the living God. He couldn't bear it. Uh, He wasn't able to see God himself. The angels were the messengers that brought it. So here you are in Harrow Weald, uh, and you are the part of God's living community that's been in this place since the 1930s, and uh, you are now in a new building, but the same building. There's continuity of place. uh, There's continuity of sight, and Christians have worshipped here all these years and the angels have watched over us all these years and what for each of you is the story is that you have made connection with God through Jesus Christ in the power of the spirit all these years and that's something to be really thankful for we mustn't get attached to buildings we could still worship God if this building were not here but we celebrate the fact that this building represents the place 
where for many of us we found connection with God. For many of you, you have found faith for the first time in this place. And that connection is good. Uh, and it's very helpful to have these memories of these things. So the ladder is about connection. Uh, and we have different symbols that help us uh, with that. But it's also, of course, renewed. Uh, and there's a new and exciting part of all that. And then what happens in the story is that Jacob is urged into an understanding that the God with whom he has connection also makes promises. Uh, and of course, the Old Testament's full of promises. Uh, it's promises about uh, God's faithfulness to his people. Uh, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you're lying. Uh, and that became part of the promise that came to all the patriarchs. Uh, and was eventually fulfilled in Moses, the promised land, and the story of the people of God in all the Old Testament. Um, what's God promised for you here? Well, I guess he's promised what he promises to all his people who worship in a place, that he will be present among you by the power of his spirit, uh, that you will encounter him, as we've already heard, uh, and that he will do stuff among you. Uh, and so this building isn't just for you, it's a building that's for, as we know, the community. And as it was, that for many of you, you'll remember the Wickham Hall was that great place of community meetings. And in some ways, it was hard to let go of what the Wickham Hall stood for because uh, the older folk here will remember community nights and all sorts of things that went on there, which were part of the ministry of the church to the community. Well, now that's come in the church because the Wickham Hall's gone. But we're still here to serve our community. There will still be that place. And God's promise about serving the people of Harrow Weald hasn't gone away. Uh, and God's purpose in calling you to be the people of God here hasn't gone away either. So be imaginative. What's the next thing that God could do with you here? What with this wonderful new building, with all the facilities that are here, can you dream about the next stages? And I know you're already thinking about that. Uh, and I've already started some of the things too, which is great. And okay, there's a kind of loss, you know, uh, the Scout stuff and the Wickham Hall aren't there anymore, and it feels a bit weird, but actually, isn't it great that there's more to do in a renewed building for us, but for the community too. So ladders, the promise of God that something's going to happen, uh, and then there's also something about uh, that realisation that we don't do it on our own. We, this isn't just a, a community building. This isn't just an ordinary place. Uh, nearly every service where they do something, where they dedicate a church, uh, they pick up on this last verse. Jacob awakes from sleep and says, Surely the Lord's in this place. I wasn't aware of it. How awesome is this place? Uh, this is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. I remember doing a dedication in another church uh, where I had to go around blessing things. Rather than taking candles, I went around with holy water and kind of blessed everything uh, and all the new facilities. The funniest part was blessing the loo with holy water. <laughs> I'm thinking, why am I putting water into the loo? But there we are. Uh, and, and, and reading out that this is the house of God, the gate of heaven, didn't quite work so well in terms of that particular part of the facilities. Um, but of course, all these things are for God. But... It is that sense that we should be unsurprised that God will continue to be here in this place of encounter. As you hear his word, as you pray, as you worship together, as you receive bread and wine, and all the familiar things that are around, and there's still some pretty familiar things. You won't get away from Hans Feebush, he's still there. 
in the picture. Those of you who know the picture, it's, it's been part of our worship all these years. Um, I noticed the fonts yeah. back. <laughs> Do you know, that was a magazine rack when I was here. <laughs> but it's now properly being the place. And of course, it's, it comes from another church. I can't, remember, I can't remember which one it was. Anyone remember? Stoke Newington. Okay, so, so it, it, we pinched it from somewhere else. No, sorry, we were, we were given it by somebody else. Uh, it was war damaged and brought here. So there's a continuity here. Um, and, we, and we have the, the sacrament of baptism where people meet God and are born again. Uh, and uh, all that takes place as well. That's still among us. Uh, how awesome is this place? None other than the house of God, the gate of heaven. We will continue to encounter God. Uh, the ladder is up. Uh, and God is with us. Uh, the promises are there, and we're receiving the promises, and this is the gate of heaven. And it's a place to rejoice in, to have fun together, uh, to encounter the God who is bigger than we are, and to know that he communicates with us as we meet as his family in this place. So God bless you. Uh, and let's say thank God for what's gone before, and look on to the next however many years God gives us. Amen.